Tafayim Dalit of Tarar, welcome. And today we'll learn the Maimer, V'chol Ha'am. This, and this concludes Parshas Yisrael and the discussion about the achievement of Matan Torah. So the Pasuk says, V'chol Ha'am that all the people who were standing at Har Sinai, at, at Sinai, saw the uh, voices and the flames, V'chol Shefer and the sound of the Shefer, so the first question in the Maimur is, why did we need a shofar at Matan Torah, the giving of the Torah? Was the, did we need some sort of musical uh, accompaniment? And if so, who aren't the better instruments than a shofar? So what, what is the shofar? What, and what does the shofar accomplish? So simply, shofar either instills fear, like it says, in blown in a city, will the people not tremble? And we see, in fact, that at Matantara, the people did tremble. There was this sense of, uh, of uh, fear and awe and trembling. Also, Shefer comes from the word Shapur Masechem, to beautify and, uh, and uh, improve our behavior. Uh, so this idea of beautifying is related to pleasure to bring pleasure, and, and uh, that's also accomplished through Shofar, that uh, Shofar brings down uh, uh, pleasure, Hashem's pleasure in uh, creation. And uh, this is, like it says, that with you is the source of life, and uh, the, the source of pleasure, and we bring down Hashem's uh, pleasure through Shofar. Next paragraph of the Arendim. So to, to, let's ask a more sort of fundamental question, perhaps. Why was the Torah only given when it was given? There were many great tzaddikim before the Torah. There was uh, Adam Rishon, Hanoch, Mr. Shelach, uh, and many other tzaddikim. Avram kept the whole Torah ready before it was given, uh, just that he kept it spiritually. So why, why did the Torah wait until uh, after the uh, Exodus after, and, and uh, to the times of Moshe to be given uh, actually in, with the, all the physical mitzvahs? So let's look at Avram Zaveda, the Avram spiritual service, and then we'll contrast that with uh, Matan Torah and why he couldn't have Matan Torah. So Avram was uh, in this state of constant elevation and, and constant uh, uh, expanding of, of his uh, love of Hashem. Uh, it says that he was going to Negba. Negba is the right, um, because the south, if you, when you're facing east, the south is ro- the right. So he was going towards the right, meaning the side of love. And uh, he was in the state of Rotsi, of uh, yearning for Hashem, but always with a shuv as well. Rotsi means the yearning and going up, and shuv means, okay, well, what should I actually do with that practically? Bring that down. Uh, and he was also, similarly with Avram, says he was holoch v'naseya, going and traveling, which represents the going up and down. Uh, just that holoch uh, v'naseya is even a higher level than Rotsi and shuv. But the same basic idea that he's... Uh, jumping up and yearning and love for Hashem and then bring, bringing it down, making it practical. So now it says uh, about, it says uh, to understand more about this concept of Rotsi and Shuv. So let's look at another passage. Uh, uh, Hashem makes peace um, 
in his uh, high places, which is we end my essay with this, and it's a benching. I see from the Ramah, and uh, the the Gemara says that uh, there's uh, the the, the uh, Michal, the uh, ministering angel of water, and a real ministering angel of fire, and uh, Hashem makes peace between them, and then lets the fire and water be together. So what does this mean? We're talking about spiritual angels. There's no fire and water in the spiritual worlds. So fire and water spiritually would mean rotsu and shuv. Fire is uh, rotsu. It's this yearning. It's to go up to Hashem. And then water is the shuv that's poured down and uh, made practical. And uh, Hashem makes peace between them. They have rotsu and shuv together. Uh, like it says that in in uh, that if your uh, heart is running, return to one. So the first step is the heart is running. And this is through reflecting and thinking about how Hashem is the only real thing, that Hashem is totally um, uh, beyond and unlimited and only a ray of Hashem is what enlivens uh, heaven and earth from the sphere of Malchus, but Hashem himself is beyond uh, being Mamale, beyond filling uh, each world according to its particular level, and even beyond Sovim, beyond being surrounding the world, is just totally beyond, and ain't safe and unlimited. And therefore, when we realize this is the only real thing, so we're, it, we're, it wells up within us, and we consume with this uh, yearning and love for Hashem. And that's the fire. And that's like the the uh, that's why the chayes uh, are uh, they they they've got this rotsi and they're burning like a flame. That they just want to be uh, consumed and one with Hashem. But then there's the second step, the shuv, and and that is the water. And the 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 water comes from chachma, and like the the main uh, spheres at work with rotsi is the midas, the emotional tra- traits. Whereas with the shuv, it's chachma, and chachma is, is realizing as well. It's from the same thing, realizing how Hashem is totally beyond, and therefore we have no idea, and it's totally beyond us. What do we know? What what are we looking for? Let's just do what Hashem wants. Uh, and um, and uh, this is the idea that uh, the fire and water don't put each other out. That uh, even after the rotso, we still can go back down to shuv to do what we need to do. And even after the shuv, we still it wells up within us again this yearning and this thirst for Hashem. And uh, like it's, it talks about in Sefer fire coming out of water and water coming out of fire. And like the Gemara in Yuma uh, discusses that there are different types of fires. There's an Eishe Cheles, a fire which uh, eats, which consumes, and an Eishe a fire that drinks, which is a regular fire, consumes. It eats, it, like it burns something down, so it, 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 gets, it, it takes in whatever items are there. Then there's the fire of a fever that drinks, that the person who's sick, he only drinks, doesn't eat. So there's different types of fires so this was what Avram was doing. He was uh, alternating between fire and water, and neither one was putting out the other one. Next paragraph, Achine. Now, this was all Avram's spiritual Veda. But for many people, this is too much for them. It's beyond them to, to have this uh, passionate love and then uh, for Hashem just wanting to uh, uh, be subsumed within godliness. And, uh, and therefore, they were given the Torah. The Torah is another path to this uh, uh, fire and water, this avodah of 
elevating to Hashem and then coming down to bring Hashem down into this world. So the Torah mitzvahs give us another path for that, which is more something within the capacity of, of most people. Uh, unlike uh, the Abram's Aveda, that's only for a select few. So uh, the Torah is like water because it starts off in a high spiritual place, but then it comes down to actually guide us in this physical world. Now, when Rabbi Akiva uh, gave a warning to the other three uh, rabbis who went with him into paradise, into the deeper secrets of the Torah, he told them, uh, uh, don't, uh, when you see this uh, spiritual marble above, don't say water, water, because it's not actually water, it's actually marble. That's what the Gemara says in Chagiga. But uh, we, uh, Al Trevor's uh, notes here that, that he says water, water twice because there's uh, two levels of water. There's uh, Chachma is water, and then there's, and that's called Yodila, the higher Yod, and then there's uh, uh, within, uh, within um, the Malchus and practical um, uh, mitzvahs, that, that's the Yud Tata. So, uh, so, and even when it comes into practical mitzvahs, so then it, it, through Malchus, so it says Malchus, that Hashem's Malchus, Hashem's kingship is the, is the Malchus, the kingship of all worlds. So it still says your Malchus, uh, meaning that it comes from uh, even even the lower Malchus, as, as it descends into worlds, it still comes from Hashem himself. Uh, and uh, so th these are the, this is the mitzvahs, the 248 mitzvahs, that all of them are about bringing Hashem into the practical world and bring down Hashem's light. And like we say, when we do a mitzvah, so that you have sanctified us through the mitzvahs, that every mitzvah is a way of, uh, of bringing Hashem's light upon us, sanctifying us. And so that is the water within mitzvahs. Then we also have the fire and the gvura within mitzvahs and Torah, which is the limits that the, every mitzvah has to be done in a particular way. A sukkah can't be less than 10 tochemai, can't be more than 20 amasai. And the same thing with tzitzis, have to have eight strings, the strings have to not be uh, uh, cut off and all the details of the mitzvahs. So that we see in Torah that there's both a fire and water and uh, so uh, then through our Veda, so then that uh, elicits a, a response from Hashem and Esrus an arousal from above, and that um, that we, like Avram, are also halach when I say we're going up and down through our Veda, connecting to Hashem and bringing Hashem down into this world. And this is what we were given at Matan Torah, the giving of the Torah, the ability to rise up and elevate, to connect Hashem, Ein Sof, unlimited godliness, and then bring that down uh, through our practical mitzvahs. Okay, so now we've explained why we needed Matan Torah and Avram didn't, but still, if Avram was also doing this Avod of Halach and Aseah, he was just doing it spiritually, why should he miss out on Matan Torah and the spiritual gift that Matan Torah came with uh, if, he, if he was also, he was doing all the mitzvahs spiritually, so why should he miss out on doing them uh, physically? Next paragraph from Lahav and Zeh. Why and how do our mitzvahs accomplish so much? How do they bring down Hashem's light into this world? The mitzvahs are 
done with physical things, with the inanimate or with the plant life or with animals. So, for example, we have uh, with carbonus, you have the carbon mincha, the flower offering that's from the plants. And so with the actual carbonus are from animals, the tefillin is also made from leather from animals and parchment from animals. So this was all part of Clippers Naga. Now we're making it holy. So how do the carbonus uh, become a reach Lashem, a pleasing aroma of Hashem? And like reach is the idea of halal, going up to Hashem, and nechayach is it comes from the word to bring down, hamshacha uh, down, from uh, bring down Hashem's light into this world, and that Hashem's, Hashem should be revealed in this world. And similarly with mitzvahs in general, how do they accomplish this? To, to connect us with Ur and say with Hashem's, Hashem's unlimited light and then bring that down into this world. So like we've explained previously, the lower uh, life forms in this world have their source in Olam in the world of, uh, of uh, chaos, which is uh, a, a, a spiritual world where there's great uh, 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 light and spiritual energy of Hashem, only that it's uh, the light is too much for the containers, the earth is too much for the kalim, and the... Uh, and each sphera won't work together. Each sphera feels that it is the only path. And therefore it crashed. And sparks of that godliness are descended into this world. And because they're, although now they're in, they're hidden within impurity, within Klippa, but once they're revealed as to be really godly light, so they're even more powerful than the regular um, uh, godliness that, that, uh, that we have manifest uh, in, in our own souls. So then, so that's why the mitzvahs can, can lift us, lift us so high. Like it says that when we eat, it's, uh, we should know that we're not uh, sustaining ourselves just from the bread, but we're living from the, the expression of Hashem's mouth. That's how we're living. What that means is that in the food, there's a, a, an expression of Hashem's mouth of godliness. And it's actually more powerful, a higher level godliness than what we have inside ourselves, and that's why it sustains us. So uh, now, it, although there's a, there's this great benefit of eating and great benefit of uh, being involved in the physical in general, that it has these sparks from beyond what we ha- the sparks of godliness from beyond what we have ourselves, but at the same time, we would be more refined without eating. Because uh, when, when we eat, it makes us more coarse. Like even as, when it's sadic eats, it still has a negative uh, uh, influence in terms of becoming less uh, spiritually refined. And that's why we see that Moshe Rabbeinu, when he was on the mountain for 40 days to receive the Torah, he didn't eat. He didn't eat regular food because it would make him more coarse. He had to be at the highest, most refined spiritual level. He didn't even eat man which is the, like the heavenly food, the food of angels, because even that would, uh, would uh, be spiritually detrimental. So that's why Avram wasn't able to, uh, to deal with physical mitzvahs, because being involved in the physical, it's uh, spiritually detrimental. It makes a person coarse. And uh, so therefore he had to stay in order to keep his uh, spiritual level intact. He had to stay within the spiritual. Only after going through the difficulty of the slavery in Egypt. So that has the nature, the uh, uh, 
challenges and difficulties of the nature of refining a person and similarly with refining a nation it was like uh, when you, you put uh, um you know uh, in order to to refine gold or silver you put it in a furnace and then you can take out the gold and, and it's it separates from the impurities so that's what happened with us through being slaves in uh, Mitzrayim. That uh, then now we're able to deal with the physical and, and and still, and we're able to take the spiritual sparks without getting becoming more coarse uh, through the physical. Uh, it, to a greater degree than Avram would be able to do, uh, uh, coming before uh, before the uh, Shibud Mitzrayim, before the subjugation in Egypt. And uh, like it says that uh, in the it says in the in the Teichacha that uh, my uh, arrows will be finished off against uh, Am Yisrael as a punishment, but it's still the arrows will be finished, but they won't be finished. So in other words, that we will uh, go go through difficulty and go through uh, um, punishment, but at the end we'll we'll come out uh, strong. Or like the um, the leech that um, it's sucking out blood um, from the person, and then it it it, it says that it, it, this can cause it to die straight away. Um, so what's the idea that a clipper is uh, trying to take, but it, what what clipper is trying to take, but then clipper doesn't last. So through a look at this leech that was uh, hurting us in Egypt, so what ended up happening is that that leech dies, that uh, the, that uh, we become more refined and the world in general becomes more refined, and then we can deal with physical mitzvahs and bring down Hashem's unlimited light through the mitzvahs. And this, the, although the Aves also brought carbonus, which are physical animals, but still they, on, they only ever brought the carbon oila, which uh, is totally burnt by Hashem, but they weren't able to bring a shlamim or other carbonus, which they ate because uh, they, they they weren't able to integrate the physical with uh, bring down the, the holy and the godly within the physical like we can. Also, they only ever brought animals, but not uh, flower offerings that come from semeach, vegetation, which is lower than uh, the animal kingdom. This ex also explains a question. We see that uh, many of the great Sadikim did not keep all, all the mitzvahs properly. We see that Yaakov married two sisters, which is against the Torah. Amram married his aunt, with his, which is uh, forbidden by the Torah. Uh, the reason is because they were before the uh, slavery of uh, Mitzrayim, going through that whole subjugation. And therefore... Uh, they were only at once that had been completed were, were they able to do mitzvahs in the physical way until then they only did it in the, the spiritual way. And uh, the same will be with Mashiach, that before Mashiach, we've gone through all this uh, gollus, the gollus of Edom, the exile of Edom, and that has been like this uh, furnace that has purified us and will allow us to be even more refined uh, with Mashiach and whether it says the Molar say the whole world will be filled with knowledge of Hashem, and uh, it, it is only possible through going through the gallus. And the same thing on an individual level. When a person has difficulties and challenges, those difficulties make the person more refined. And uh, so when he does mitzvahs afterwards, the mitzvahs are able to lift him closer to Hashem and, and bring down more godliness into the world and into his world. Next paragraph, Benachsa. So now... Uh, so 
we've explained that uh, that uh, Torah is allows for the avodas of Aish and Mayim fire yearning going up to Hashem and Mayim bringing down Hashem's light into this world, and to, to, that they can be both together without the fire putting out the water or the water putting out the fire, because in order to have both together, you have to introduce a light and energy which is beyond both of them. And that was the Shafer, <clears throat> because the Shafer is, uh, is blown from the mouthpiece, which is narrow, and then the sound comes out from the other side, which is wide, which is the concept of Mina Mesa, Karosika, Anonima Merechavka, that from dis- the distress, from the constraints, I call out Hashem, and Hashem answered me on Bamerechav in, in a way of the uh, broadness and and uh, you know with things being good, so this is like the shaper from the narrow side to the broad side. So minamaitzar is where things are constrained and where we where we don't understand, uh, like it says that that no one can under, no thought can understand Hashem, and uh, together with that. Uh, brings down Hashem's pleasure, but still, although that's true, but it's only, it says, we quote at the beginning of the Mayim, that with you is a source of life, meaning that uh, the Makar the, the source of life and source of pleasure is just with you, with Hashem, um, but uh, with implies this state of bittle to Hashem. So the, the main focus with the Shefer, it's uh, this state of uh, bittle, of the seven nullification and calling out to Hashem from, from that state. And it says, Karasi Kai, call out to Kat, Hashem Yud which Yud is Chachma and He is Bina. Uh, Chachma is just the, having the flash of the idea and Bina is where you're actually able to meditate and reflect on this, on this uh, understanding of uh, this idea of Hashem. And uh, so, Chachma is uh, is uh, like at the beginning Aden, and then uh, it expands into Gan, like we explained elsewhere. That uh, Aden is like the source, and then it expands uh, expands further through the ri- the uh, river, and then ultimately coming through uh, uh, through this uh, state of uh, Bittel. Um, we come to and realizing that we don't understand, but then still trying to meditate and reflect about Hashem. So we come to Merchav Ka, which again it, it has Hashem's name Yurke. Now Yurke, there's a, a Yurke at a higher level and a lower level. Uh, like we said about the waters, uh, the higher waters and lower waters, the, high, the higher waters is Chachma uh, and lower waters is Chachma uh, within Malchus. Like Hashem's name starts with the Yud, Hashem's name Yud Kevavke, and, and then the name Adnai ends with the Yud, which is the Yud Tata, the lower Yud. And uh, then we have the Hay, which Hay um, re- represents the thirst and, and the, yearn, the fire in our heart for Hashem. And uh, in general, uh, this is uh, the the, this Bittel uh, Tashem is uh, the Shemayin Esrei because with Krishna and the brachs of Krishna, that's where we, the emotions can be, uh, our emotions can be expressed uh, of this uh, yearning and this fire for Hashem. 
uh, and uh, about this, it says in the in the the prophecy of Yecheskel of the Merkava, it says uh, that uh, under the rakia, under the the sky, there there the angels' um, wings were uh, straight and spread out. And uh, so this was this is uh, when they're burning with the fiery love for Hashem, but and that's like the Shema, the brachas of Shema. But then on top of the head is like this uh, mighty, this awesome frost, uh, this uh, coldness. This frost is a state of bitter where we're not expressed. And then it says above the rakia, there was this uh, curl, this sound. And uh, that's the sound of the shofar, which, uh, which is the state of bitter coming from the constraint, from the narrow, uh, which is uh, the state of shemena esrei. And then it says that their wings become weak because they're in this, the, it, it, they're, they're in a state of total bitter and uh, is to, this total nullification. And when they're in that state, then you can have uh, fire and water together, both the passion and the, uh, okay, what do I do with this? How do I uh, follow Hashem's uh, instruction, com uh, complete Hashem's plan, so that they both work together and they're one. And you don't notice neither the Rotsi, neither the Shod, nor the Shuv by itself. And then from there, from this state of, of nullification and, and humility before Hashem, so from there uh, we reach Merachav, the uh, the breath, expansiveness, where, uh, which is revelation of Hashem uh, to, to, to be not, not in a state of, uh, well, we, 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 of course, we're still in a state of bizzle, but not in a state of constraint, but rather to be in a state of expansiveness. And with this, the Pasuk in Yeshaya, that Yasa Shalom Li, Shalom Yasa Li, he will make peace for me, peace he'll make for me. And this implies two, two levels of uh, peace coming together that, uh, uh, that uh, both uh, above, um, so above and below all come together as one. And this is where you have in, uh, you introduce a higher level of Hashem's light. It, it allows opposites to come together, like we said about the fire and water coming together. Okay, so now over the page. Uh, so now we can uh, go back to explain the Pasuk. It says that the people saw three things. It says the, the sounds, and the flames and the sound of the shofar. So curl, kailos refers to hamshacha, bring bring Hashem's light down. In general, the idea of sound is when you have air inside you, and then you bring it down. You express it outward through speech. Uh, so this represents uh, bringing down Hashem's light, and it's in plural uh, because it says that the, the, the when we learn Torah properly, so that so it says. Uh, that we merit to the Torah, which was given with five kolos, uh, the five sounds of the Torah, because it says, uh, uh, because uh, it says that uh, five, uh, it says for water five times, just like uh, um, with uh, light uh, five times. The word curl five times, uh, sound five times, just like in creation, it mentions both the word may and water and, and, and uh, light five times. 
so water represents hamshacha, uh, bringing down Hashem's light uh, downward into the, into this uh, world through mitzvahs, and that's the idea of kailas. Then we have the second thing in Mazen Torah. It says that there was flames. Flames is fire going up to Hashem with yearning to Hashem. Uh, and that, that everyone saw Hashem eye to eye, and they could uh, see what is normally heard. In other words, what is normally uh, uh, beyond them. And uh, then the third thing that it says that they saw was Kol Shofar, the sound of the Shofar. And the, this represents the bittel um, of Mina Meitzar coming from the narrow, from the distress, and uh, uh, which which Shofar says uh, is a bitl to, to Hashem, is the source of uh, timing, of uh, pleasure. And 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 from the Shofar, from this state of bitl, fire and water are able to come together. Then uh, then it continues with the description of Matan Torah, that Vesahar Ashen, that the mountain was smoky. So the idea of smoke is when fire... Um, uh, connect it has a impact on something physical so the smoke is the remnants of that physical thing that was being burnt by the fire uh, so similarly with uh, when uh, transforming our nefshavaham is our animal soul which that uh, comes from clipper from the uh, co- uh, which uh, covers over Hashem and then we transform that into kedush into holiness so then that's called smoke the uh, naturally kiss the godly soul there's no smoke there because it's not something physical but when it ref- that's just pure fire. But when it burns the Nash Bahamas, then there's smoke. Uh, and uh, so when the, the, the smoke happens through getting close to the fire, so it burns the physical thing. And similarly, the mountain was, uh, was smoky uh, because of the rotsi, because of the, the, the yearning of the fire, Tashem, the lap, like we said that in Mount Terra, there was the lapidin, these uh, flames. And together with the shuv, with the bringing down Hashem into this world, which is the idea of uh, water. And that's the, the kolos, the sound, which is expressing from the inside outward. So that brought, so, so that uh, process, and especially the, the flame brought smoke. Now, it's, uh, the Pasuk uh, about Matan Torah, and Yisra continues, that that the people saw and they trembled, and they st- they stepped back. They stood far away. They stepped backwards. So it mentions the people twice. First, it says that the, that all the people saw the um, the sounds and the the uh, flames and the shofar. That's talking about the Bnei Yisrael. But then the second time it says the people, it's talking about the Erevrab, the others who were were less worthy and came up with Bnei Yisrael when they left Egypt, and they. Uh, weren't able to really experience this revelation of Hashem. They just stood from afar. So the reason that Aaron Rav had to stand from afar is because there's two ways, two basic ways of getting uh, excited, developing a feeling for Hashem. One is thinking about what Hashem has done for me within this world. And that was something that Aaron Rav could appreciate, to look at nature and look at Hashem's uh, kindness to, to me. So then that they could do and get excited from Hashem, about Hashem. Um, they can look at the how complex and how beautiful and wondrous his uh, nature is. Uh, but that's all within nature. 
Whereas, uh, but getting excited from the fact that Hashem is be totally beyond and erring safe, totally unlimited and beyond us, that's not something that would talk to them. And therefore, when this revelation of Hashem is, he is totally beyond, then they stood from afar. And that's why they were the ones pushing for the golden calf. And they said, we wanted, we will, we want a God who will go before us, who we will see physically. They weren't able to appreciate this idea of God, a God beyond. And therefore, uh, they, they, they weren't able, they, they stood from afar. Next paragraph of Azayovan. And this is also why the Mazikim, it says the uh, negative spiritual forces, the demons, they're called Mazikim, which means damages, uh, uh, beings who damage. Uh, at the same time, it says that these Mazikim have a, a great spiritual capacity. So why are they called damager? It says that the uh, Mazikin, they have fear of heaven. They have fear of Shemayim. So why are they called Mazikin? So the difference is that um, Malachim and the Shamas that are on the side of holiness, they, uh, they're they in a state of bittle from uh, from thinking about Hashem's, or in Sev Hashem's unlimited light, and they relate to that. That talks to them. Uh, so that the like the Malachim, that they have such a fear that they're not able to bear it from uh, realizing that Hashem is totally beyond. On the other hand, Klippa, they are from the worlds of separation, from the realms of separation, and Hashem being ain't safe, being beyond, that doesn't talk to them. Uh, that And and uh, about them, we have the second half of the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Hashem's kingship is the kingship of all worlds that, uh, from the sphere of Malchus. Uh, that's how uh, uh, Hashem uh, uh, brings worlds into existence. In other words, not Hashem's essence, but only Malchus. And then his dominion is throughout uh, all generations. Uh, so <clears throat> the first half is Hashem's Malchus is where we accept Hashem's kingship with uh, willingly and, and happily. Uh, and uh, that's called a king. On the other hand, when we're in a, uh, in a state of, of separation, so then Hashem's not called king, it's called a Moshe, which is like a, a dictator, uh, that it's against their will. That's the meaning of uh, of the, what we we say in davening from Oisach that uh, we bless you and your your name should be blessed uh, in the mouth of all living, meaning that we bless you, if you yourself, uh, which is Hashem who is unlimited, whereas Yisparich uh, Shimcha. is uh, that the others only bless Hashem's name, meaning that they don't relate Hashem himself only to the his name, which is what enlivens uh, worlds. But what is the fact that Hashem is solely beyond worlds, that, that they don't relate to. But uh, our Torah connects us to Hashem as he is beyond worlds. Okay. So this uh, concludes the Mimer. Basically, what we've said is that uh, uh, the why was the Torah given to us? It's because, number one, we need it, unlike Avram, who could connect spiritually. Number two, we went through the, the Shibud Mitzrayim, the subjugation of Egypt, and therefore uh, <clears throat> we became refined so that the physical isn't uh, as detrimental spiritually as it used to be. Uh, and therefore we're able to uh, connect Hashem through physical mitzvahs.
And then we explain this idea of the shofar, that uh, shofar is this state of bit or the state of uh, self uh, of um, nullification before Hashem, and which uh, allows uh, opposites to come together, rotsi and shuv, this the yearning upward and going up to Hashem and shuv, bring Hashem down into this, this world to all come together. But this is only with the neshamas with and or malachim, whereas uh, with uh, erev rav um, or with uh, or with mazikin. Uh, with the era of the people who sort of tagged on when the uh, Bnei Israel left Egypt or the Mazik and the uh, damaging angels, the demons. So they only uh, relate to something within their world, within nature, but they don't relate to Hashem being totally beyond. <clears throat> and therefore they, uh, yeah, that, that won't talk to them. They have to step back when that's happening. They don't relate to the idea of the shofar, the set of bitl to Hashem as he's beyond.